The show that takes you home. The Home Stretch with Sterling Holmes on ESPN Kansas City, 1510 AM, 94.5 FM, and the ESPN Kansas City Facebook page. Give me two claps and a Ric Flair. Woo! Woo! You did it, you come on. You gotta wait for the claps first. Come on, Dylan. But I get it, you're excited, I'm excited. It's game day. We have been waiting. Some of us patiently, some of us not so. It is game day in Chiefs Kingdom. A lot to get into, breaking down the Chiefs-Lions game, but I have a song stuck in my head. It's been stuck in my head all day. It's Run to the Hills by Iron Maiden. I see why. Because the Lions will be running to the hills as the Chiefs defend the kingdom tonight. I was at Joe's Barbecue, the OG one, Dylan. I went to the OG. Not my idea. Verderam and Patrick Allen were live with me. They came in from Chicago. Verderam, big time, and it's now at Sports Illustrated. But it's okay. It's okay. He does a great job out there. So he asked us to go to the OG, Joe's. I said, let's go to the Leewood one. It won't be as crowded. He told me to kick rocks. He's going there if he wants me to... To, to meet up with him, I fine. Fine, I'll go, I'll go. Now, I'm a smart man. Patrick Allen got there early. You know what that means? I didn't have to wait in the line that was absurd. It was a line like I'm at Six Flags, a line like I'm in Disneyland. Didn't have to wait. I had to wait a little bit, cause, but not long enough, because Patrick got there. Time I get there, I'm almost in the door. The line wrapped around the entire gas station of Joe's Barbecue. And i got to point out this. First off, it was great. I don't know how I'm doing the show right now with this much energy because I was in a food coma for the past, I don't know, three hours. But there were a absurd amount of Lions fans there. One, congratulations on getting a good meal, Lions fans who are traveling down from Detroit or wherever you may be coming from. Congratulations on choosing a good spot. You got it right. You'll go home full and only semi-disappointed now after the Chiefs kick and tame the Lions. Joe's is so good, man. So good. So freaking good. That had to be the number. Maybe past, Maybe Q39 might be up there. Um, the uh, Jack, Just any of the other barbecue. But I feel like that is the, I would imagine, number one on TripAdvisor maybe. Oh yeah, and they, they said the Z-Man, and I got the uh, the Maui Z-Man today, the new one in support of Maui. They give back to the. Uh, What's on that? It's a Z-Man, but with uh, pineapple chunks and pulled pork instead of brisket, and it's on a Hawaiian toasted, or Texas toast Hawaiian combo bread. That's really good. Um, man, it was really good. I put some hot barbecue sauce on it too, so for that kind of sweet number and one spicy. Dude, Number it, one it, on TripAdvisor, I did. Just yeah, it was it, it was banging, man. And that sounds amazing. Got so some got some mac and cheese and Verderam. Uh, his largesse was very nice because he got us a pound of burn-ins to split. A lot of food, man. May have had a uh, adult beverage as well. That one eighty lager is pretty darn good from Free State. Would you rank slaps above Q thirty nine? Yeah. Okay. I'm just I'm just going through the list to make yeah. sure this is we can know, do this acceptable. off air now. Now that we have, no, it's pretty straightforward. After that, it goes Q39, Jack Stack. Because right, I go I go Joe's and Gates one two. Then Charbar is Charbar is up there too. 
Char bars are great to me. I've never had a bad meal at Char Bar. Damn, Arthur Bryant's coming in 13th. I love Arthur Bryant's, too. I do, too. What did you say, Smokehouse? The one out in Lee Summit? Yeah, they're... Uh, that one's... I haven't had it in a long time. 11. Okay. 12, my bad. My grandpa used to love that one. It's pretty accurate. So, yeah, Joe's number one. That's pretty, pretty good spot for what, people. What I say, what makes Joe so impressive, in a food like barbecue... Where you can have so many inconsistencies based on the cut of meat, based on the type of meat. It's not always the, the barbecuer's fault, right? By the way, I also love Danny Edwards and Rosedale and Brobacks. And all. Man, I, I don't discriminate, baby. I love any barbecue. You really can't go wrong. Wine Dot? Come on. I, I, I'm all over the spot. Do you have their uh, sauce? Which one? Wine Dot. Oh, it's so good, dude. Oh, my gosh. I have a, I would imagine it's a Costco size jar. <laughs> In my house. I keep Gage extra spicy on me at all times. That's good, too. All times. An emergency stash where if I have low blood sugar, I just... Give me some. Nice. But... No, I forgot where I was going with this, but barbecue is damn good. You were going that because you saw a bunch of Lions fans. No, no, no. no. I was going to say, oh, yeah. What what, what makes Joe so impressive is I've never had a bad meal. I've eaten at Joe's over 100 times. Never had a single bad meal. We're at almost... At every other single barbecue restaurant I've been to, you'll have a time or two where they have an off day. Bad cut of meat. I get it. Not their fault sometimes. Joe's, the consistency shines through. The Travis Kelsey, if you will, of barbecue. But what's life going to be like with Travis Kelsey? Is this his first game miss since his rookie season but based on injury? He's missed a couple games. A lot of times because they don't need that final game of the season. Travis Kelsey has been a pillar of health ever since his rookie year here in Kansas City. Is he playing tonight? You've seen reports to where it's a bone bruise. Seen reports to where hyperextended knee. Seen reports to where he's currently not feeling any pain. Not sure if you saw that one. Now, who had that one? It was a big-name person. Let me see if I can pull it back up. You know what I probably should have done realistically? Taking a screenshot. We've all been there. Have you, ever, have you ever done that where you have a radio show and then you forgot to take a take a screenshot? Oh, yeah. Plenty of times. Yeah, many a time. Um, I don't remember if it was Schefter or not. Um I'll find it whenever we take a break. But it was along the lines of he's feeling no pain currently. He's not like you or me. He also doesn't have zero medical connections like you or me. This guy has anything he wants at his disposal to get right. There was a lot of swelling. That was the main issue, right? Was the original main issue was the swelling. There was nothing major according to all current reports. It sounds like there is a legitimate possibility he could give it a go. Now, in regards to Chris Jones, he will not be playing. Chris Jones, uh, from what I have heard, will be in a suite. How great would it be if they pan to him and Brett Veach in Veach's suite, in Clark Hunt's suite? How great would that be? If we could get a win and a cover 
and that shot tonight, it'll be a great weekend in Ima- the red zone on Sunday. Im- imagine the Chiefs win. They're up 35. They need a cover. 35-21. Okay? They're up 35-21. They're about to start the kneel down. Okay? They're getting in kneel down formation, V formation. The Arrowhead crew pans to Chris Jones, Veach, and Clark Hunt shaking hands and laughing and signing a contract. You tell me a better way to end week one for the Kansas City Chiefs. With the Bengals, Broncos, Chargers, and Bills all losing. (laughs) Hey, man, I'm not trying to be be greedy over here. I'm not trying to be greedy. I know. Pigs get fed. Hogs get slaughtered. I agree. But, man, I I would love to turn on Red Zone and watch just the demise of all those teams after a good good, uh, stomping tonight. A good taming of the Lions. Oh, nice. I I, I will say, though, I don't understand what Chris Jones is doing. I don't know if you heard about that at all. The fact that he is supposed to be in a suite at Arrowhead. So much for no distractions. I don't get Chris Jones's. It's like spin. he's doing the exact opposite, and he knows what he's doing. And this is, I, I really he's do playing think the it's heel the now. Brothers doing everything yeah. right now, and like I said yesterday, I really am starting to fully believe that the only person that doesn't know that they're in uncharted territory as far as being agents go is Chris. <laughs> Cats know that, and I think that they're just doing First anything off, they can. You can't trust a, any dude that wears a shirt that tight, pants that tight. No. No, so, you can't. So, and that was So oof. I'm 5'10" 170. How tall are you? Uh 6'3" 200. Okay. If you wore my polo right now, which look, it's it's not super tight. I think this is a very nice fit. I wore that. That it, would be a cat's brother. It, no, 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 no. My point is, it would fit you better than a cat's brother. Cat's brother was rocking a small out there. Yeah, he was. Was bad, dog. How, how are you an agent? And you thought that this was your chance to? You know you're about to get f- photographed, be on on v- film, be on TV, and instead of wearing a suit, instead of looking professional, you rocked that like you're trying to go out like you're a 20 year old in Miami with a fake ID and change after. You don't even have to stay in the suit. You can just wear the suit to the press conference. The press conference ends. And you can go any, like, you know, I'm sure Ronald McDonald House has a restroom or, you know, a sure. place to change. Like, you literally, because, you know, I, well, it's hot outside. Okay. Dog, so I wore a black. suit. I, I wore a suit yesterday. I know. That's what, I'm trying to, like, go through and play devil's advocate. I legit rocked a black and green pinstripe suit yesterday. So you look better than the Cats Brothers. I looked way more professional. I think people would believe me David as a Buster's a- t-shirt. You know, it's more professional. <laughs> this shirt was so small. It's like what you, you what you win at a giveaway. Like you won your softball team league game, and all they had left was a medium. And you're six three, and you're like, well, I did win. I want people to know that was what the Cats brothers were rocking at yesterday's press conference. I don't know when this ends, but I just can't wait till it ends. I think all of us are in the same boat. Oh, and dude, I can't we, wait. Because I'm not here yet, but when are we to the point where it's like, whether it's with us or someone else, I just cannot wait till this is over. Yeah. Because I'm not there yet because I love Chris Jones, and I don't see us having a 
Super Bowl season without him, there's a chance because of the offense. But I don't know. You know, again, someone said, I can't remember, I think it might have been Seren or, no, it was Jason or Josh. Who knows? Someone here. Uh, they said Some person like, you could living. literally have traded him to the Bears because they want him. Yeah. Well, I think almost every single Probably team wants him. Something like that first pick, maybe. Or not the first pick, but the tenth pick, maybe. I, I don't know. know. I think you could have. I think you could have, too. And guess who was there? Darnell Wright. Jalen Carter. <laughs> guy I was going for replacing a three technique with a three technique. But no, you, yes. don't, you, you didn't like my idea of Darnell. Well, I loved him. I, I just didn't think we'd Darnell have a chance Wright. at Jalen Carter at 10. If we're Now yeah. we're here. Hey, you, n- you never hindsight. know. It is hindsight. You never know, man. We never know. But We're playing the butterfly effect game right I now. I agree. But, man, like, I don't know. It is to a point where I don't really know what the resolution looks like now. But it needs to come quick because I feel like the more and more this happens, the more and more chance there is of division. Yeah. What I will say, it's not just Chris Jones and the Chiefs. It's not just the Cats brothers. Um, you know, Mike Evans and the Buccaneers, they're, they're wanting a new contract. Uh, Justin Jefferson says he wants a new deal, but it's up to the team. Um, Chris Jones is just, I think, the loudest right now because, one, Chris Jones is only defending champions, right? He also is is one whose game is tonight who is going to miss a game. We still don't know with Mike Evans. We still don't know Justin Jefferson isn't going to miss a game because he has two more years on his contract. But, like, Mike Evans, right? He has until Sunday. Chris Jones right now, also, we live in Kansas City, and that's what we cover. But the point is, he is not the only one. I talked to Mark Schlereth this morning. We're going to play that interview, that interview for you guys tomorrow. Stink. Um, a lot of fun talking to him. Really nice guy, man. He's the best. Mark is great. Stink is awesome. Stink is a great. It's a great nickname. nickname, man. It's a great nickname. He's awesome. He really is like if he basically represents like all the old football players that cry not cry. Don't like the way the game is now or think that, you know, it's too soft, things like that. Like he is the poster boy for that because not only the way he played, but how he talks and how he analyzes the game is very old school, and I like it. He had 20 surgeries on his knees during his playing days. How many does that mean post? He had 29 surgeries overall during his playing days. And so I asked him, I said, hey, man, you know, you yourself have had all of these injuries, so you you know the... You know that the NFL is not forever, right? Like, I asked him along the lines of, you've been injured, you understand that your playing career, and quite frankly, to an extent... His money-making was cut short. Now, in his defense, he started making a lot of money directly following because he got into TV. He's very good at what he does. He's very personable. I'm sure Mark Schlereth is doing fine. He's probably making a lot of money now and compared to what the NFL was paying even, what was that, 25 years ago? It was about the median of when he played. 90 to 2000-ish, right? Money was not what it was now. Especially for a guard. So, Mark Schler's doing fine. He, he, he's one of the ones who, who was fine post-playing career. But a lot of these guys, once they're done playing, their careers are done. Their money-making aspect is over. And so, I went along the lines of, there have been a lot of holdouts. Chris Jones, obviously. Nick Bosa got his deal done. Mike Evans, you know, the, J- Jonathan Taylor. And I said, what are your thoughts 
on all of these holdouts. And I didn't know what I was going to get. Because as you mentioned, Dylan, you mentioned he's very old school, hard nose, And he said he was with the players 100%. He goes, if they think they're worth that, I'm with the players. And I thought it was just fascinating because I didn't know what I was going to get from him. I didn't know if I was going to get a, hey, you signed that contract, you better get there. He said contracts are as good as toilet paper. They get ripped up all the time, right? Ripped up all the time. A lot of funny money in those contracts. So Mark Schlereth is basically saying he is with the players. Uh, I thought it was a really fun interview I did with him. We'll play that tomorrow for you guys. Uh, It's going to be released as well on Twitter, YouTube. Um, If you want to follow me on Twitter, which I'm assuming if you listen to this, you do, but it's at HomestretchKC. We'll play that Mark Schlereth interview uh, that I did with him this morning uh, tomorrow on this radio show as well. Getting into the game itself. Mahomes has faced the Lions only once in his career. He's 1-0. Jared Goff, no, yeah, the Lions once in his career. Jared Goff has faced the Chiefs only once in his career. That was a 54-51 win. I know these teams are different. That's a lot of points scored in those two games, huh? Yes, it is. (laughs) You think the over might be looking pretty good? I got it at 33-30 to tonight. You want another reason why I think the because I already put money in the over. I'm not a big better, like Dylan. You know me. I like to I like to bet. I like to have wagers, but most of them are friendly wagers with friends, um, less gambling, gambling. But this is why I think the over is going to hit. Detroit last year was fourth in offensive yards per game, fifth in points per game, top five in offensive DVOA. Guess what the Lions' defense was last year? 32nd in yards allowed. Yeah, as I was to say, it's like dead last, right? Yards allowed, 32nd. If you want to go by points, they were tied for 28th in scoring defense. No Chris Jones. A good offense in Detroit versus the best offense in the Chiefs. You might see that sign start flashing again at Arrowhead. Sorry, we're out of fireworks. The Chiefs are 9-1 in opening week games when they have Andy Reid. Uh, they're 3-1 and at home. And then Andy Reid is 5-1 and in his coaching career against Detroit. Dan Campbell, yet to play the Kansas City Chiefs. Can't wait. I love Dan Campbell, so this is a... A tough matchup for me. I'm either both teams that my heart is very fond of. And Dan Campbell gave Patrick Mahomes a lot of credit yesterday. I don't know if you heard any of his presser. He he said the only way to stop Mahomes is to make him go backwards and don't let him turn around. Because even if when Mahomes is going backwards, he can still find a way to make a play happen. I just thought the praise that Dan Campbell was giving the Kansas City Chiefs as well as Patrick Mahomes was um, refreshing. That's a lot of respect. They also understand that they're trying to make this not like 
What are your thoughts on the Jags this year in the grand scheme of things? I always worry about teams like the Lions, too, where people just assume that the next mm-hmm. the next step, step right? Yeah, is, is going to happen. Like It's a foregone conclusion, basically. Um, but also then you look at their schedule, and it is the easiest cakewalk of a schedule I have ever seen. Because it's they absurd. Played both South, obviously, they're in the South Division, but they also drew the NFC South mm. on that side as well. Um, I'm pretty sure the Chiefs are their hardest game, and then the next one is like, the Titans on the road, maybe? I can't remember, but we've been over this. We've gone through their schedule before. I think they'll be fine, and they'll make the playoffs and win that division. Um, but I'm not going to go as far as Colin Cowherd and say that they're going to be in the AFC Championship and Trevor Lawrence is going to win MVP. The reason why I bring up the Jags, Detroit feels like they're trying to be in that same vein of they got the hype behind them in the NFC, everyone likes them, um, and they went to the next step. But what I also want to point out is they don't want to be that team that everyone loves and they never seem to make it to the top. They never seem to take that next step. They want to prove that last year when they started off, what was it, 2-6 and six to start the season before winning eight of their last ten games. They want to show that the end of last year is who they are, not the beginning of last year. Jared Goff was noticeably different. Second half of the season, Jared Goff, believe it or not, was one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL. You know how absurd that is to say out loud? Like, my mouth almost didn't allow me to say Jared Goff, second half of the season, was a top five quarterback. Stat-wise. Think about the Rams. Like, they got their Super Bowl. Great. Awesome. But look at all the things they gave they up. Got, they got a Super Bowl. One, one season of Matt Stafford. And they won. If they didn't win, it wouldn't have been worth it. I mean, they won. Look at they, the Royals now. It was worth it. They it was, won. But now look at us and our fandom. They won. We are miserable. We are miserable as Royals fans. So it's yeah. fine to look at that banner and think, like, that was a fun time eight years ago. But the kind of way the Rams are going right now. And what was it before? 99. So almost 25 years or 20, 20 years, basically. I mean, Chiefs had 50. 50, I know. You know you know the commercial? 50 years! A lifetime! A lifetime. I wish I was as good as Kevin Harlan. Yeah, we're not I wish close. I was 10% as good as Kevin Harlan. I would say 7. If I had 7% of Kevin Harlan. Was his price or right? <laughs> Highest like I think a 9%. Gonna, uh, can, I, can I interest you in an 8? Can I, can I convince you with an 8? Uh, I'm calling both games. Yeah. I, uh, where were we? Oh, uh, man, we do this a lot. And Briscoe's not even here, He's so we, even have, here we have no one to blame. He was here yesterday. We have no one to blame but ourselves. Jared Goff being a top five quarterback right. second half of last year. Yeah, it's hard to believe though. It is. But does that transfer and carry over? And and I was asking these Lions, um, beat reporters. Right, I, I was talking to them and I said, you know, how much is it the OC? And they said a lot of this is still Dan Campbell. Do you believe that this is Dan Campbell's offense? The guy who bites kneecaps. That Dan Campbell. The rah-rah football maniac is also a a very good offensive play caller that blows my mind blows my mind but Jared Goff is also the same guy who was a bottom 10 quarterback bordering on bottom 5 quarterback the first half of the season last year it was Jekyll and Hyde 
Now, Dylan, let me ask you, which Jared Goff do we see tonight? Do we see a guy that was the second half of last year, a guy who was comfortable with Amon Amon Ross St. Brown and the rest of that offense? Do we see a guy who maybe he just got hot for a few games and the first half of the season is who Jared Goff truthfully is? Because we've not seen Jared Goff really put back-to-back good seasons together. That's not who he's been. Who do we see tonight? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, that's that's really tough because I feel like they could also be kind of like us, where Ben Johnson has all his plays ready and then he just spills them all out basically in September. Um, and then also, you know, he was up for a bunch of head coaching jobs, didn't go, and maybe people catch up in his second year as OC. And that was like a big part of Jared Goff is the Ben Johnson offense. Everyone yeah. said that. He was a big part of that and a big part of Jared Goff's improvement last year. And then J- having Jameer Gibbs, I mean, I know that everyone is talking about it, so I hate that, and I hate that everyone's saying that something's going to happen. But he's he's they really like him, and that's a really good weapon to have for a quarterback, especially one that just can be a check-down artist as well. How much do you think we'll see Jameer Gibbs? I, I hate how – I forget who was asked from Detroit. Was it Ben Johnson? When they were asked, how are they, how are they going to use Jameer Gibbs? And they said, they're going to use him in ways you guys don't think we're going to use him. And I'm sitting here going, running the football, catching the football, and some pass protection, lining up in the slot occasionally. Like, how are they going to use him in the way? Is he going to call the game from the sideline the fourth quarter? Like, is he going to be the new defensive coordinator? Yeah, I wouldn't see that one coming. I hate when people over – it's such a hyperbole. We're going to use him in ways that no one expects. Oh, you mean like a running back who does a little bit of everything? What are you going to do, put him in the slot or – Yeah, like, like is, is he lining up at left tackle? I've never seen a running back line up in the slot or outside. That's my point. So I hate the hyperbole that, that OCs and coaches use in regards to how they're going to use these these guys. But with Jameer Gibbs, how much do we actually see him tonight – Compared to David Montgomery. I think David Montgomery's been a smaller storyline, and maybe it should be a bigger one. I think he's better than Jamal Williams, who was there last year and had 17 touchdowns. I think Jamal Williams really had that LeGarrette Blunt season. You want me to give you my fantasy hope answer, or what I am afraid is going to happen? Both. Give, give them both. Basically, I'm afraid that uh, you're right, and that David Montgomery will get all the goal line touches. And my newly minted fantasy uh, flex player, Jameer Gibbs, will have like three catches for 30 yards and 10 rushing yards. This is about right, yeah. So like big catches too, where like they ruin my night because it's a first down on like third and nine or something like that, but it's not enough to do anything for my team. Yeah, sure. That just seems to be how it works for me. Yeah. I'm I'm not disagreeing. That's how I think it plays out for a lot of the season. Sorry, pal. <laughs> you could say I bought the hype a little bit. Yeah. No, I think Jameer Gibbs is a good player, but I think there's a little bit of a smoke screen, even that the Detroit Lions are using, trying to hype up Jameer Gibbs to this extreme extent where I think you're going to see a lot of David Montgomery, especially on first and second down. Um, are you nervous at all? The Lions offensive line... Top five in the NFL. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're... Before you finish, I already know where you're going, and yeah. Uh, 
Lions t- offensive line top five in the NFL. David Montgomery, Jameer Gibbs. And then you have the Chiefs D-line. Karloftis, good. Mike Dana, solid rotational piece. Derek Noddy, great helping out dogs. Turk Warden. Are you nervous about this matchup right now? The running attack of the Detroit Lions against the depleted, no Charles Minnehue, no Chris Jones, a rookie FAU in his first NFL game, Chiefs D-line. Where are you at here? Yes, uh, I took the Lions to cover when it was at six. So I got a bunch of extra points after the Kelsey news. Um, because, again, I think it's going to be 33-30. to 30. It's literally going to be maybe a point where we have to hold the football at the end. Yeah. And just kick a field goal to end it, which would be funny. It's just kind of like the last two games yeah. of the season we had. So, How much do you think we're going to have to see Spags insert Leo Chennault to help with stopping the a run? A lot, I think. Because I, I, I think there's two ways you can look at this. Quite frankly, maybe I'm wrong here. If you have a different opinion, let me know. I think you're going to see a ton of Nick Bolton and then a lot of Leo Chanel and Drew Tranquil. I don't think we see much Willie Gay Jr. tonight. I think Leo Chanel is, is, is good at helping stop the run. Top 15 the last part of last year, right? He was really good stopping the run, Leo Chanel. And then Drew Tranquil is your chess piece as far as on obvious passing down situations. They can send him after the quarterback. But he also can drop back into coverage. Willie Gay Jr. is a good pass coverage linebacker. But he's not stopping the run. And he's not great after getting after the quarterback. What do you think about the linebacker play? The snap count? How it's divvied? Because I'm fully believing that it's going to be Nick Bolton, Leo Chanel on first and second down. And probably Drew Tranquil on third. I mean that would be what we want, but Spags and them love Nick Bolton, so I feel like he's I think well, I think Nick Bolton's going to be there. But I, want. I, I'm just saying I don't think we see Willie Gay Jr. hardly at all. That's crazy too, is that he's the odd man out? But I don't know. I don't know. I feel like they all play. I feel like all four of them are going to get some time. Well, look at some. I'm, I'm not saying he doesn't play at all, but I'm saying compared to oh, you think they're going to get more? Maybe. I think Willie Gay Jr. is going to be clear cut the fourth amount of snaps in this game. It depends on what you think. Drew Tranquil was a. Like, what that signing was addressing. Like, to me, I think that it's addressing the lack of speed of Bolton in coverage. I think it also allows the lack of Chris Jones a chess piece for Steve Spagnuolo to send after the quarterback. We saw it in preseason. We we saw it with Chamari Connor and LeJerry Sneed, obviously. We saw Sneed last year, Chamari Connor this preseason as well. Drew Trinkle had five and a half sacks last year. He can get after the quarterback. He can get home. Without Chris Jones and Charles Minahu, the the Chiefs are going to have to send some design blitzes. I think you're going to see Drew Tranquil get sent a lot, and that means he's going to have to play a lot. I'm all in on Drew Tranquil playing a huge chunk of snaps in tonight's game. Take a quick break. Come back home stretch here. ESPN, Kansas City. It was a cold and dreary evening in 1973. 
That's always how these NFL classic films start. It's always, it was a cold. There's snow falling. And then something about the frozen tundra. The frozen tundra. It's never a September 7th game. (laughs) It's never like, it was a warm, toasty evening. It was beautiful outside. Fans were a a nice, when you're you're in that perfect medium of of drunk where you're you're not, you're, you're in the pocket, if you will. You know what I'm saying? When you're in the pocket and you're not, you're not over, overly drunk. You're you're right there with Covell Hudson and Ty. With Covell Hudson and Ty, is that what their show's about? Is about being right in the pocket? You, just, you just... <laughs> not in that sense. Uh, more gambling and and uh, sports like quarterback in the pocket related. But I do understand what you're saying. Yeah, you're talking about the uh, talking about a brownout, maybe potentially. No, no, no. It's Trailer Park no. Boys. It was a, it was a, it was a Trailer Park Boys reference. It was a, it was a poll. Oh. I don't know if you've it's ever seen Trailer Park Boys. Long, yeah. But yes, I've seen yeah, that. Was college for as a, as a while. It, some things just get just get burnt in your memory, and uh, for some reason, right in the pocket is with Jim Leahy. That one, oh. uh, that one's in, in burnt into my 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 <laughs> mind for what you're talking about for forever. Um, according to Ian Rappaport, that was one that said Travis Kelsey's knee is going to give it a go. Not feeling any pain, but going to give it a go before the Chiefs game this evening. But the Chiefs are also elevating Matt Bushman from the practice squad insurance in case Kelsey can't go. So that means the Chiefs would have three tight ends if Kelsey can't go. Not a huge surprise. But I want to ask you, Dylan, what does that mean for the active game day roster? Do the Chiefs have a wide receiver that don't have suit up? Because they have seven wide receivers. But on game day, are you going to use seven wide receivers? Seems a little far-fetched. But also, if Richie James is your punt and kick returner, he's, he's got a spot. We know MVS has a spot. We know Kadarius Tony, I think, has a spot, right? He's healthy, full participant in practice. So Tony's got a spot. Sky Moore's got a spot. That leaves Rasheed Rice, Justin Watson, and Justin Ross. I think Justin Watson, whatever you guys' thoughts are, I think he has a spot just because he's a back about all three positions as well as a special teamer. That's five right there. So that comes down to do you keep Justin Ross and Rasheed Rice, second round draft pick? Yes. Keep them both. Yep. You're going seven wide receivers deep. I mean, if we're only doing three tight ends. Sure. Just do two running backs or. No. That ain't going to work. No, that's not going to work. It's a three, seven, and three. Okay. And then keeping eight, nine offensive linemen. I mean, Nick Allegretti's two. Like, sure. Like, two positions. I, I agree. Probably Lucas Niang more than anything is going to be the healthy scratch on offensive Probably. line. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm just intrigued to see how this plays out throughout the entire season because – as much as the Chiefs have talent at wide receiver seven deep, again, it comes down to how often are all seven guys going to be making an impact in any given game? I, I think when you see smaller corners, you have Justin Ross, right? When you, when you need something, uh, maybe it's some more route running, you have Rasheed Rice. Because how much how much do you think we'll see Justin Ross in tonight's game? How much do you think we'll see Justin Ross all season long? Now, I've been one who was... Um, Watching him in OTAs and training camp in the preseason, I, I've become more a Justin Ross uh, stan, if you will. I, I was uh, in the camp of I have to see it to believe it. 
Well, I saw it so far, and what I've seen is a NFL wide receiver. It's also a guy in Justin Ross where he is a red zone threat. Do you think we'll see him almost predominantly used like Jody Fortson was, but instead of tight end in the wide receiver role where you get inside the red zone? That's Justin Ross time. Just how whenever Jody Fortson was healthy, it was in the red zone, it was Fortson time. Is that the way you think the Chiefs will use Ross predominantly, or do you think he's going to have more run than that? Hmm. I think I'll have a little more run. I think he'll have a play. I think I'll have some some red zone stuff. I said red zone. I think so. I think that I think he gets a I think he gets an attempt at a TD today. I really do. Who has the most yards in the Chiefs tonight? Who leads this Sky Chiefs more. team? In, 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 you think Sky? I've been hearing a lot of MVS. Uh, I like that too. Gosh, he he really gets forgotten. That poor guy. Like literally. Seriously. Everyone like. Justin Ross, Sky Moore, uh, Rasheed Rice, maybe mainly the first and last of that list. Yeah, got all the publicity in the train, you know, training camp to, you know, this week one. Um, well, I guess Kelsey and Jones took up the rest of it. Kind of just forget that MBS is pretty solid. Oh yeah, like number two. He's probably the most. Consistent, double. He's the most consistent, inconsistent guy out there. If that makes it, where the Chiefs know what he is. Talk to Packers fans; they know. They they know it. One game will pop up for eighty. One game is twenty. Next game he'll drop a wide open touchdown. Next game he'll go up and get it. No, MVS is an intriguing guy, and what I found myself saying, I said I think Patrick Mahomes throws for over fifty three hundred yards this year. I think Mahomes goes over fifty three hundred. I don't think a single Chiefs wide receiver goes over 850 yards. What do you think about that? I mean, seriously, 5,300 yards, no wide receiver over 850. I feel like that would be perplexing to a lot of fans who don't sit here and follow the Chiefs this closely because the Chiefs have so many guys that do everything different. They're greater than the sum of their parts. They all bring something to the table, and Mahomes spreads the ball around. That being the case, Dylan, could you see Mahomes throwing for 5,300 yards this year and not a single wide receiver going over 850? I don't know. Just because if Kelsey misses any time, that's obviously a mm-hmm. massive blow to that. You don't think Noah Gray ste- steps up a little bit there? Uh, not to 5,300. I think if that's the over-under, I'd take under. I'm not saying it's not going to get close or that there's not a chance, but I just think that every game counts. And what was Kelsey on the field every game last year? I don't think there was a time where he sat out. No. So, um, was there anyone else that was out? Like Tony? I, I don't know. Tony was out. But but again, that, that's, that's my point. We is- are going to find out for real tonight because there's no Tyreek this time because everyone wants to point to the time that Kelsey was – in sure. COVID last year, or two years, what? I don't know. Whenever that was, he missed a game for COVID, and Mahomes threw for, what, like 300, 400 yards, basically. And it was against the Steelers. Yes, it was the, Co- it was the Bengals' year, right? Yes. That we lost in the championship, and we beat the Steelers And Byron Pringle time. was wide receiver one. Correct. But we had Tyreek. So this is a true hater test for anyone that basically – 
foolishly believes that Mahomes is only a product of what he was born into, essentially, um, for his NFL life. This is your game. This is your, you know, measuring stick for if that take is accurate. And I don't think it – I mean, we all know it's not. So. Is he going to get the Texas Tech jersey out of retirement? You think he's going down to, to, like to, to Lubbock? I Briscoe said that, and I love Briscoe it. had a great one right um, there. I mean, yeah, basically. There's no defense or – I don't want to say no defense. We are how, – How pissed do you think the, the Chiefs defensive players are right now thinking that they can't get it done without I mean, Chris Jones? Chris Jones, I mean, the way that he kind of is doing this is kind of trying to show, like, hey, I want respect a little bit too. Not only just the money, but the respect of this defense – wouldn't be near as good without me. Sure. And, and again, you know my thoughts. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think Detroit scores a lot, and so I, I may be part of the problem, if you will. But but if you are a Chiefs defensive player, you got to be pissed right now saying, you guys don't think we can do it without Chris Jones. You think we're just going to roll over? There has to be a little bit of, all right, bleep you guys. We're about to show you what we can. I mean, seriously, though, there has to be at least a little bit of that. That, okay, you think we can't do it? Watch. I agree. I, 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 the NFL uses stuff like that all the time for less, for much less than the Chiefs' defense said to hear all off season. I just don't think it's enough. And you know, we all are gonna just absolutely destroy the Arizona Cardinals all off season. And there's no amount of bulletin board material that's ever gonna get them above three wins this season. So there's, there's. There's both sides of that coin. There's times where, oh, man, they said this and that, and this team just, you know, Cincinnati Bengals, last year at Burrowhead. Um, but they weren't – it's not like they weren't talking before that regular season Cincinnati game. They were talking. They were saying, we're the big dogs now. This is our division. Um, you know, and they still beat us in Cincinnati. So I don't know if it's enough to make – a motley crew of mid-defensive linemen all of a sudden become the steel curtain. What I, I'm not saying steel curtain. I'm not saying 2000s I know, I Ravens. Know, I know. But, but, but I don't I, think they're going to be able to. I, I, I'm actually concerned that the reason why Chris Jones is showing up is is because the Cats brothers and him feel like that this is going to be a shootout, and there's going to be a lot of instances where Goff might be patting the football. But, boy, if it's not, and there's, like, a five-sack game from our defense somehow, and they rush for, like, 70 yards on 30 attempts or yeah. some, you know, 20 attempts, something like that, then... Chris Jones better be crawling back uh, and yeah. saying, I'll take well, that no, contract. better just get to the food buffet area of that suite so that they don't get a thousand shots on him yeah as every sack piles get, get, up. get some nachos yeah and you better be clapping you better be jason garrett up there yeah <laughs> you better be jason garrett up there you can't be like oh no i'm pissed off I, you know if they're doing good you know i could yeah. from what it's been described as a jonathan taylor hold in you don't want to do that no. Where you're sitting with your hands crossed, looking upset, not talking to anyone. Sure. You kind of – and I don't think Chris Jones is that person. Chris Jones is naturally a 
awesome, fun. Oh, totally his team loves him. And, yeah. and again, I know you gave me a hard time yesterday because the publicity aspect of his charity event yesterday. I know we were laughing about that. But again, I think deep down he is a good dude. Like, oh, absolutely. He, he, he's been great for Kansas City, the community. He, this was not just a one-off. This wasn't his first time doing charity at the Ronald McDonald House. This wasn't him just all of a sudden saying, you know what? No, 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 no. And this has been planned for weeks. I know it's been I think since it's the Cats brothers still. were the ones that had the idea of the press conference at the Ronald McDonald House sure. as the uh, Kevlar. Yeah. I get it, man. And I understand the the, the, the viewpoint of all I still just will never knock a dude for doing charity. I just think it's no matter what, I'm – you may view it differently, whatever you want to have your, your viewpoints on. Can't knock the guy for doing that. He's been great for the community. I will say what I find interesting is, in regards to the Chiefs' defense, I said they could be a top-10 defense, and that was with Chris Jones here. And then without Chris Jones, I say it's a bottom-10 defense. And my thought process is, are they really 12 spots different without one guy? When I dive into it, I say, yeah, but then I, I keep talking about, let's say, the, the secondary, right? Dylan, you and I both agree that the Chiefs secondary has a lot of depth and a lot of talent, wouldn't you say? Uh, yes. I think the Chiefs linebackers are the best we've seen in a long time here in Kansas City. I also said not just you and me, not just people who watch film, but even PFF. PFF said this is the sixth best group, this linebacker core for Kansas City, sixth best linebacking group in the NFL. That's not just from us. That's from the analytical community. They think this Chiefs linebacker core is going to be incredible this year, right? So you have a really deep, really talented secondary, and you have a very deep, very good linebacker core, right? So what it comes down to is, do you like George Karloftis? I think he's all right. I think he's pretty good. I think he's pretty solid. Double-digit sack guy, maybe, this year. Double-digit, even with or without Chris Jones. I I think I'm higher on him than you are. Okay, so I'm higher on him than you are. Yeah, I don't think he's... Ready for that yet? But I think there's a possibility in his career he could do it. But but then you're left with with what? A lot of rotational pieces on the defensive line. I'm hoping Felix gets some time tonight. I, I think we'll see him. Quite frankly, he's gonna have to go up against Panay. I want to talk about this with you actually after the break in regards to FAU uh-huh. and the defensive line in general. But my, my but, son. But but my point, <laughs> your your large adult son. Yes. But but my point is, maybe we should still be giving the defense more credit because if I thought they were gonna be top ten with Chris Jones. I know deep down I believe they're they're a bottom 10, you know, without them. But maybe I need to start trying to sway myself and talk myself into believing that, you know what? There's enough talent at all other levels outside of Demons' tackle. They can probably still make some noise. We'll find out for sure tonight. Game one, banner being raised, Chris Jones in the suite, Mahomes on the field. Take a quick break. Home stretch here, ESPN Kansas City. Two claps of Ric Flair. Woo! That's what I'm talking about, Dylan. Hours away. Gate's about to open, huh? I'm already seeing awesome sideline pictures from the likes of Nate Taylor and many others. Let's bleeping. That means it's time. Go. What I wanted to ask you and talk to you about. Final little thoughts on the defensive line. I don't know how much we're going to see Turk Wharton 
Derek Nadi, Keandre Coburn, two of those three guys out on the field at the exact same time. You know why? They can't really get up to the quarterback. And they're all the same player? Well, yeah, I think Turk Warden. Essentially. Yeah, Turk Warden's a little more. A little more. Uh, wait, what do you want to say? Able to get out of the quarterback a little bit. Say, a little faster? <laughs> a little faster. But they're, they're, they're essentially the same role, correct? So my thought is, hear me out here. What if you kick Mike Dana inside, which we saw last year in the NASCAR package? I think, yeah. Or Karloftis inside, because he's a big, strong, physical dude. Because then you could probably have a more athletic group, which goes to you here, Dylan. You could have Karloftis, let's just say Karloftis, Naughty, Mike Dana, and FAU on the field at the same time. Doesn't that make you feel at least a little bit better than having two strictly D tackles and less chance of getting after the QB? D- d- doesn't that force sound at least a little more? I agree. I like a it. Little, a little more vaunted. I'd suck against the run, but. Might, might be buns, yeah, but then that's why you have Nick Bolton and Leo Chanel. And exactly. And so we build our team to play defenses or play offenses that are playing from behind. So par for the course that we're going to have a porous run defense to start the season. It's sure. kind of how it is with our defense every year. Yeah. And then it. as soon as the games get colder and we start getting a little more. Into the Arctic gel, tundra that is the Kansas City. The leaves turn to orange. You sound a little Scottish there. You, I know you went to Ireland. Did you go to Ireland or was it Scotland? Yeah. Ireland, yes. Ireland, Ireland. No, but do you like my idea? Because I'm trying I to, do. I'm no, trying to, I'm it. trying to help you get your FAU. Anything prediction that gets out FAU here. more than 20 snaps tonight, I'm super pumped about. All right, bold take. What do you got for me tonight? What What do you have? I mean, Lions covering. That's my bold take, and also it's going to be 33 to 30. It's going to be a high scoring affair, and I think that the. I, I don't know. I'm nervous. The bold take, I guess, that's not bold. Bold take is. That it's going to be like 2017 Chiefs Patriots, but also our season will be like the 17 Patriots where we go to the Super Bowl. Still, I had a caller yesterday calling on 810 last night. He said, "I got a I got a bold take for you." He said the same thing. He said Chiefs lose tomorrow, but beat the Lions in the Super Bowl. <laughs> that is bold. And I go, you know what, man? Yeah, I was about to start booing you on air, and then you came back and totally redeemed yourself. Kind of like it. I think Chiefs win tonight. 35-30. Very high-scoring game. Can't wait. Chiefs football is back, baby. We'll be back tomorrow. Until then, we're out. Me too.